listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on Footy Talk today, we are talking all things Parramatta Eels in their third straight loss. We'll be touching on multicultural round. And we're going to touch on the Bunnies versus the Chooks rivalry. Hello, welcome everybody to the latest edition of Footy Talk. I'm here with Connor Watson and Greg Inglis. Lots to get through. Obviously, it's the big derby day tonight. But before that, Connor... (laughs) What is that contraction you uh, have upon your face? Obviously, those listening, Connor has had nose surgery, mm. and um, yes, it's, it's quite the the bandage. I know it's a straight bit in. Of a, it's a big ordeal. No, it, it wasn't straight in after Fergo's chat last week. <laughs> <laughs> it did scare me a bit, but um, I've got this thing on my face because I'm not allowed to blow my nose. So I had surgery on Monday. I thought, why not? I've got six months off, so I can't breathe through my nose. Let's get it fixed. It helps a bit when you're playing. And then, yeah, had the surgery on Monday and woke up with one of these bad boys on my face. And then I've been through about four of them because they were initially just covered in blood. But I don't know what's worse, that or Fergo's <laughs> bandage that he was playing with. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah, yet. across across <laughs> the face. But So it's like the snot just leaking out. You can't blow it. It's just going like, to leak. I feel like one of those kids, man, that just needs to wipe his nose. But mm. I am doing like, you know, the nasal rinses. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know those bottles where you got to oh, put yeah, the salt water yeah. in? Yeah, so I've been doing them, supposed to do them like five times a day, but you're not allowed to blow your nose. So at the moment, especially today, for some reason, I wrote, uh, woke up and my nose has been running and yeah, it's been been a tough day. <laughs> you should just do it. Might be the 34 just, degree just, heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like yeah, that. Something hey, like you, that. you should just blow it. Just do it, see I what know, happens. I've been that tempted, yeah. but I'm scared because I've got all plastic up there at the moment, like holding the shape. Yeah. But I'm scared if I do it, I'll just blow all the plastic out and then it's just a waste of like four days and yeah, I don't need that, boys. Your so. eyes might swell up after it. Yeah. yeah Going ma- for another op. Maybe don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't. On to tonight's game though. Um, this rivalry just, it keeps on getting better and better. You know, last time out, seven Simbinnings arguably could have been more. You know, I, I believe it's it's common knowledge that the Roosters went away from that game and like really reassessed where they need to be emotionally on the field. Um, is that a fair reflection, Connor? Yeah, definitely. Our review last year after losing the semifinals, most of it was around, you know, um, emotional control and being able to regulate what happens on the game and come back into the moment and sort of not let it, what's going on, just dictate to how you're feeling. And because we just didn't play any footy last time, like what we were worried about was trying to get back at them for hitting us or, you know, vice versa. And it just ended up being a, didn't even feel, I come off that game last year and I didn't even feel like I was tired, like I'd even played a game of footy and, it was interesting. We were just so frustrated because we played really good footy to that point and then just let our emotions get the best of us. So we did a fair bit of work in the off-season around, you know, they were putting us under pressure and then coming into the moment and not worrying about that, just worrying about playing footy. And, yeah, it's a big game. I know the boys are up for it. You always try to ignore what's happening. And, I mean, I'd like to get your view on it, Greggy, but, you know, because they always talk about don't worry about it. It's just another game. 
But then every fan you speak to is like, I hate South or it's I hate than, the Roosters. And it's more than just a round. It's more than just a round game, and it's more than just a game, right? Mm. Like South and Roosters have gone head to head, some really good battles over the years. Whether I was fortunate enough or unfortunate enough, a couple of years back I played round one, Roosters got us. Yeah. Then round twenty six we got them. Very similar situations. Last minute on the bell. I think that's been played pretty much every week. Uh, well, every time we go to play, play Roosters. Mm. You got JWH, you got Junior Totola coming back, so South's going to win. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> no no you, you, you do try and ignore the hype. Yeah. You just you, can't. It's one of those days, I reckon, like not too dissimilar to when the, the Good Friday games against South and Bulldogs. Yeah, true. Or, or any big derby game. You wake up and it's like... There's a feeling. Yeah. You kind of... I don't know if it's your body, like mentally you're trying to play it down, but subconsciously your body just goes, oh, all right, okay. And I know something's going to go off tonight or there's a there's a higher, the odds have increased of something going off tonight. And mm. it's just, a, a, it's a great feeling. It's a feeling <laughs> I'm kind of missing. Is that fair for, for you as well, Greg? Do you, do you miss, like, is this something where these, you don't miss the, the week-to-week grind of it, but these, like the way you feel pre-game on a day like today and, the anticipation of coming up against one of your rivals. Yeah, look, there's no doubt about it. Both teams have been talking about it. Sure, they would have circled it on their calendar mm. for it, ticked it up. When you wake up, like you said, you just there's a different feeling about it compared to the, the other weeks. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the build-up. Maybe it's because it's all good history. Some are bad, some are good. But that's what makes our game great. You know, when I was playing and these games came up, you could be sore the week before, but then you just, just something, you can't describe it until you're in that, in that dressing shed and you just keep going and going and before you know it, it's 80 minutes. Mm. Some of the rounds that I've played against the Roosters, you feel like you have played and others you just feel like you don't because there's so much going into it. Yeah, yeah, and then you're gone. Like 80 minutes is gone. Mm. But you can never, never tip aside. Mm. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. Mate, I, I watched a little clip of Chrissy Sando kicking a, a field goal from like the halfway line before two point field goal goals were a thing in the yeah. We'll in leave like, that field goal alone, weren't we? Like, <laughs> <laughs> was you playing at that time? No, I don't think I was. But yeah, it was out there CG against Dragons, and I went for a field goal. Oh yeah, yeah, before the rule, <laughs> I pretty much changed it. <laughs> yeah, 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 but 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 that one from like it's the gift that keeps on giving this rivalry, and even like some of the pot shots that the clubs have at each other. I don't like it's not just know, the squad, is it? No, no like, but, but um, didn't, didn't someone well. didn't someone from Souths come out and say you know you, you want to build a club around someone that wants to be Isn't there? Uh, Richo, yeah. What's what's his name? He used, to, he used to run the club. Yeah, is yeah. he is he involved anymore? No. Nah. Yeah, because he's been saying heaps in the media yeah. this week. I've seen was that. He? Yeah. Yeah. Talking oh. about, I, I think it was like a subtle jab at Suwili'i. Yeah. About yeah, saying you yeah. want to build around people who actually want to be at the club or whatever. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've been out of interesting. I honestly, like, I'd love to get Abdo and Valandis on a lie detector test and ask them, do you want a repeat of last year's final? Because obviously it's a bit of a bad look for the game. Mm. But it generated so many headlines. Like, what do you want? Like, offer you to take that, the high drama, or not? Like, I wonder what they, deep down, like, they mm. really want. Like, they want that controversy. Like, they want, 
they want events, they want talking points. The headlines. They want, they want headlines. Or do they just want, oh, like, you know, great like, game. let the football do the talking. That was a great game. I, reckon I don't want to speak a... for them, but I reckon a bit of controversy is always good. I reckon there will be probably headlines tomorrow and during the week after this game. Yeah. Because like Connor said, he's went away and talked about the game last year. So, look, I'm looking forward to it because it was, we'll get an idea where both teams are at three rounds into this season. I'm nervous for it. Nervous for the boys only because I've been there. Mm. And it's, it is a special night. It's a special night to be a part of playing. And look, it's going to be packed out, I think. Yeah. Close to it. Hope so. It, should be. it should be. It should be. Mm. Like, this isn't an event. I know cost of living and ticket prices have been talked about, but this is an event that you want to be at. There is no better place than being at the game and experiencing it live and everything that you get to see to feed off that emotion, the feelings you'd get as a fan or a member of either team. And yeah, it's... You hear some banter in the crowds too, don't you? Mm. When, you sit, when you're walking mm. in, it's, yeah, it's special. It's special. It's yeah. a special game. It really is. Um, a team that's not doing so special at the moment, uh, results-wise, is, uh, is Parramatta. Third straight loss. Obviously, I think they're on minus 12 on the for and against, which shows just how close each and every game that they've been in uh, so far this season. Should they be concerned? I think the issue with it is when you lose like this, it can become hard to break the cycle. I think they're a really good side, Parramatta, and all the games have only lost by a try, but it can start to dent the confidence a little bit. What do you think, Greggy? Oh, well, I think Parramatta, going 0-3, you know, everyone's pushing the alarm button. Like, what do we do? Where do we go? They're not playing bad footy. Mm. They're just not getting the result by the end of it. You know, um, from the first two rounds that I've seen, if they just keep going and staying persistent with what they got, you know, don't push it too far and change your game. Just keep it simple. Keep it the way they are. A win's just around the corner for them. Yeah. It's just the, playing consistent, which the, they have been. Th this is for me where Coach Brad Arthur and the senior leaders really earn their keep there because people are starting to question them. You know, I've been involved in, in, in camps where you you lose all these tight games and you do start to question yourself and then you, you're listening to the noise on the outside. This is where those people get together and make it us against everybody else and their task doesn't get any easier. It's the Penrith Panthers off the bye into the Roosters off the bye as well, which I think in hindsight, the NRL will look to address. So the three teams in a row off the bye we want to try and create a fair draw. I don't know if that that is fair. It is unfair on Parramatta, but that said, they've got to bunker down and keep on turning up, keep on responding. There was a moment there in last night's game where I thought Manly were going to put the cleaners through them, but they hung on in there. It was some magic from Gutherson that brought them back into the game. Now, they can take a lot from that. I think if you, you look at their last three games, there's just areas and or moments in the game where they're like, if we'd have just manage that moment or that five-minute spell, we'd be sitting 3-0 and the other way. We'd be top of the table, but we're not. They've got to learn from this and keep sticking to what they're doing, but just look to improve and forget the outside noise. But Do you reckon the contract saga with Mitch Moses had something to do with it? You and I, ex-players, you're a current player. Mm. Like Within a side, within the squad, does it sort of tinker around with your key players? It's look, looking at his form, I don't think so. I think he's been pretty good to start the year. Yeah, he, he's been pretty consistent. Mm. I mean, for me personally, not really. 
when when people are doing contract stuff and even if it is in the media, you just got to understand like they're trying to get what's best for them or and, and, and everyone's in that position. You only get to play for so long. So whatever is to be is to be, you know, like let that go. But we're just got to worry about playing footy together. And if it is like affecting someone's performance, that's probably when you would start to get a little bit worried. Or, I think if or, they were falling away in games as well, or like like I said, when they went 14-0 down yesterday, mm. you know, if Manly do put the cleaners through them and Parramatta don't respond, I think that's when you start to question it. Or if, you know, the, the, the week before against the, the Sharks, if, you know, the Sharks, I think they, they put 34 points in, on them, but Paris scored 30. I think if they're not in that game, that's when you question it. But I don't know if we know the full truth with Mitchell Moses' contract situation. I've got a feeling that he's waiting to get final offers, which... You know, that's where you turn the attention to the club. Um, but Manly, on the other hand, Schuster, he's really benefited from an extended off-season. He looked all class last night. Yeah, he's very silky. So skillful, um, you know. Like you said, I think having that bit of extra time was good for him, get some more into the legs, more more Ks. And yeah, he looks good. I just, the only thing was, you know, maybe defense, just the inside shoulder, but that comes with time, right? You've got to be out there and, and practicing that. But I do think Manly looked really good. They're just stacked everywhere and, and they can sort of turn something into or nothing into something. And like how ridiculous it is, is it when Tom Trevojevic gets the ball 10 out yeah. from a quick play of the ball? It's like he's playing under eights and he just runs over everyone. A little bit of touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, you, you could see fatigue was setting in. You know, when Tommy Tobojevich does that, that's that's freakish. But then when you you know something's not right, when Josh Hodgson runs 40 metres untouched, <laughs> wow. It was like um, it was like a slug. I couldn't quite believe what I was seeing. It was uh, good on Hodge. He's a really good mate of mine. But you, you know fatigue setting in and Tommy Tobojevich had overread the play. It was a great dummy from Josh. But um, back, back to Schuster. He's obviously going to wait, worked on his game, moving from back row to 5-8 it's a big call but he's backed himself I really like his deception like people can look and go oh like the goose step in to the line but he digs right into the line he fools the defenders into thinking he's running and then he just fires it out the back really difficult to defend against and he almost scored one of the great solo tries um, or pretty much solo tries with the chip and chase over the over Gutherson for himself, but um, Tommy Turbo went, nah, you're not having this one. You could see Schuster was about mm-hmm. to put the ball down. Turbo just nicked it off him. It was uh, it was great way from Turbo, but Schuster looks all the goods at 5'8", and, um, and, and as well, he was kicking the ball, which I was quite surprised to see, which takes that pressure off Cherry Evans as well, which you know, is a, a concern for everyone else out there in the competition. Manly, uh, Manly were looking really good. Could go back to the coaches too, you know. Like, I know they got a good mixture there, out there, and you said there was a gamble on the five eight, which used to go in there. But look, if you they're getting the results, so again, why change it? Just keep persisting with it. Schuster can be a ball running five eight. You know the key is there. Just get the ball run first. You know, keep the defensive line guessing, and then go. Yeah, make a decision after that. Seebs is doing a great job there. I think as head coach, like, yeah, they haven't lost the game yet under him, even even the trial games with them winning the preseason challenge. And yeah, you know, maybe the 30 points they conceded last night might be be a bit of a concern, but I mean, attacking-wise, they look like such a complete footy team. And yeah, like I said earlier, they've got talent everywhere. And if they can 
really lock in on, on becoming a strong defensive side. They're gonna they're gonna be hard to beat. I think they'll honestly give this comp a crack. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. All right, we'll just take a quick break and come back. Talk Brandon Smith's manager. Welcome back to Footy Talk with me, James Graham, Greg Inglis, and Connor Watson. We're going to talk Brandon Smith, manager. He's quoted this week, Stan Martin told News Corp uh, that one club had offered him a backhander. No brown paper bags, Martin said. Everything we must do must be above board. He doesn't want anything dodgy. He obviously knocked it back. He's not named the club. Again, Volandi's told the Telegraph, if Brandon Smith's manager has some information, I encourage him to make that information available to the NRL Integrity Unit. If he can provide some evidence, we will certainly be taking action, no fear or favour. What do we reckon, lads? Again, it goes back to keeping things like that. <clears throat> Contract talks behind closed doors. What was the manager coming out and putting that out there in the first place? Mm. You know, everyone's talking about the Roosters already about the salary cap, signing plays and all that their stuff. It doesn't matter. Maybe, the, maybe you boys want to stay there, Connor, and play for less money and play under one of the best coaches in the NRL, yeah. in Robbo. So everyone's got their own opinions about it. You know, my time in Melbourne, same thing was happening. But we stayed down there for less money just to be coached by Craig. And saying, you know, Brendan Smith's manager coming out and saying this, serious allegations, right? Yeah. Serious. It's a huge kind of worms, isn't it, really? And yeah, now he's, I think he's sent out a letter to 17 clubs. About it. Yeah. Sent it out. Read it there yesterday, and look, it's massive, but that's my opinions on it. You boys, or the Rooster squads, stay there and play under Robbo. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I think what um, he's saying it's someone else, yeah, right? Not, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, saying yeah, another club. I think I think it's just a weird time to come out. And yeah, I just don't know why you would say it, say it in, in the, the media. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, manager, you've got to know that people are going to react. Yeah, that. stuff's going to come of it. So like, you better. people aren't just going to read that and go, oh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Especially for you, you said no. All right. That's that's very noble of you. Well done for knocking that brown paper back. Yeah. back. I mean, you know, people are going to look to question it. Well, yeah. they said they'd take immediate action, which they did. Right. So it's like I said, it's right up there. It is serious mm. to actually throw that out there. Which club it is? Who knows? I don't know. You know? Well, I think it, know? Yeah, I mean, well it, I don't think it'd be difficult to work out. We know who was yeah, in for Brandon Smith. I'd be annoyed if I was Brendan. <laughs> like, no, man, I have to go through this. After the last two weeks being injury, yeah. injured probe and mm. now Yeah, look, look, I think it's, I, I don't understand the rationale behind the manager talking about it. Tell you what, they won't be offering Brandon Smith a brown paper bag again though. No. Is it a manager's place to come out and talk about that? Greg, you know what? I don't think it is. <laughs> no, he's in house, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, from like, it's just a weird one. It, it it's bizarre. Yeah, it really is bizarre. You I, come I, across I, his manager? No, I haven't. I don't have one actually. So, <laughs> have you been off and out? Any brand- <laughs> <laughs> Connor nah. Watson's manager, Connor, Connor Watson, has <laughs> <is> allegedly. <laughs> now, nah, um, on, on some more positive news, NRL round three is uh, multicultural round, which is something I'm. Really happy to talk about. It's a really good news story. I think it um, pays respect to a, a lot of the cultures that make our game so great. Obviously, we've had some really distressing scenes last week, but it's an important part to, to come together. What, what do you guys say? I think it's great. You know, what's been around for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. multicultural round, just turns back around from the negative stuff that we talked about last week. 
and now we're talking about footy and what the NRL's doing positive things around it. I, I love celebrating it. You know, we've all played with multicultural players. I'm all for it. I love it. I can't wait to see the celebrations around it. Yeah, it's awesome. Throughout the week. I think sport's such a great advocate for change and, yeah, it's a great concept that the NRL have come up with. Tonight's game, I think uh, the Roosters are doing something for a multicultural round. They've given the boys opportunities to come to the game dressed in some of their um, traditional clothing. Clothing, so... Yeah, some of like the Samoan and Tongan mm. boys will be wearing, I don't know the names of, of the stuff that they're wearing, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good opportunity for people to, like it's a great education piece, right? People rocking up to the game and in different um, clothing and being able to learn about it that way. But I think it's important for us as a society to buy in and we are so multicultural. And last week was a great example of it's part of, the culture that's still there and, and still disappointing, but rounds like this are a great opportunity for people to learn more and to, to buy in. And not just that, it's for, for me, I, I can remember in 2014, Bulldogs played the, the Panthers before we went on to, to play you guys in the final, Greg. Yeah. And I'll never forget the scenes that day. We're divided on so many issues as a society and question where are you from, you know, what religion you know, what's your sexual orientation, anything like that, you know, it can be quite devices or, or we, we we pitch ourselves to that identity and some people are, are for and against it and it separates us, divides us. On that day, on that evening of the Bulldogs, after the Bulldogs beat the Panthers, it was just an embrace because you were there in blue and white. They were hugging each other. The fans were so emotional, kissing each other. It was pure love and it didn't matter what was happening away from that? It was just, are you in blue and white? Are you cheering for the dogs? We're here together. Now, sport is a fantastic vehicle for, for change mm. and bringing people together. And people, people often say, I go to the game or I'm involved in sport or I watch sport to forget. And I, I understand that. But I think the most important thing is we've got to remember that we can come together. Don't just forget, we're not there. We are there sometimes to forget our life troubles and switch off and be engrossed in this moment. But let's remember that we do have the ability through sport to actually come together and love each other and hug each other and be united for a common cause. Now, it is just a made-up game with made-up rules, rugby league. But that's what it has the ability to do. And some may say about multicultural round, and I have a bit of a joke about being English, what would I I'd even think? What would I rock up to the Roosters wearing? Like maybe like a trackie with me hood, hood up and <laughs> a little scallywag. But it's important to remember that we have to remember that we can come together through sport and we should look to do more of it through other areas of society. I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah and I'm sure every club will be doing their own thing throughout the week, celebrating whoever's, you know, their culture throughout the throughout the week you know, get to celebrate on the weekends when they play. Yeah. We yeah. had a presentation last week, or not really a presentation, it was a meeting where um, some guys coming from the NRL and just created like a space where everyone could talk about their own culture and had guys like Joseph Suwili talk about how he's a chief over in, um, yeah, Samoa now, where, where he's from, which was epic to learn about that. And then, you know, Jared being a proud Māori man and Toops being Tongan, like just because – the day-to-day -day of being a footy player, you sort of don't really get that deep a lot of the time, right? So it was awesome that they 
had a space where the boys could sort of open up and yeah, learn more more about each other and it's good for connection. It is. Well, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think we all are. All right, that'll wrap us up for Footy Talk today. We'll uh, catch you next week. Ne- catch you next week. Uh, I'm struggling to get my words out today. <laughs> thanks, Connor. Thanks, GI. Always, boys. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, GI. <laughs>